Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. Well, if you get the sense that Statman is a little giddy tonight, we have a, not a former, I mean, we have a, another Buckeye in the Freak Nation, Aaron Plessinger. Oh, that's right. Right? Grabbed himself a top five last night in Arlington in the four, in the 450s for the Supercross Series. Statman, a fellow Buckeye, uh, and I believe it's Hamilton, Ohio, where he's from, uh, settle down, my my man. Uh, you'll be okay. Aaron will be here in about forty minutes. That'll raise the IQ level in the Freak Nation a couple of notches. Just Whoa. having him here. Holy Unbelievable! Smokes. You went there. Wow! You went there with a Hoosier and a Longhorn sitting here with you. Well, I mean, Stadman, that's just how he rolls. He's yeah, he's still offended that. Uh, Vince Young and the Longhorns took him down many, many years ago. <laughs> so anytime he can... <laughs> Wait, we that, are going way back. You reach, you did, that's the way back machine. <laughs> Wait, that is 17 years ago, isn't it? Is it? Don't so. maybe do math this late at night, Crash. <laughs> Damn it. I just, I still remember me stumbling downstairs in 2005 after we celebrated New Year. We had an early flight in, from Spain back to... U.S. Stat Manor down and I are down there at the front uh, at the counter. It's probably five a.m. and it was whatever New Year's Eve day or wh- wh- whatever it was. Uh, Vince Young and the Longhorns came back from like six years of points to put a beat down on Michigan. And Statman says to me, "Hey man, did you see what the Horns did to to the Wolverines last night?" I didn't know jack what happened. I was whatever the hell we did the day before. I had no. I was probably sixteen freaking weird ass beers to the wind. From that point forward, I knew that I was in for some uh, some fun s with uh, Vince Young in Texas. Well, so, that's yeah. when the bet was made for you guys. If Texas and Ohio State played, which you did the next year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was the bet. That, that's right. It was the next year, right, Stat Man? When the Buckeyes took on the Horns. I don't. I don't remember He's that. Just, no, uh-uh. I've got that on video, man. Yeah, yeah. that's what I. I had to wear a a, a Michigan jersey. I uh, that, you know, I haven't recovered. I still have scars on my neck from that. <laughs> Wait, you didn't just wear it in the Radio Freak Nation. No, no. You had to wear it on one of our TV shows. So there is national video proof of Statman Carruthers. <laughs> A diehard Buckeye fan in a Michigan jersey. Hey, I'm telling you, every time I look in the mirror, I look at those scars. I mean, it's an unending. I, I I'll pay for that for the rest of my life. There's laser treatment for that. Denny Hamlin got him a three spot, finished third in Phoenix early this afternoon. He's going to be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And your top fuel winner, Josh Hart, will be here. But Wait, real quick. Exactly. Your top fuel <laughs> winner for the 2021 kickoff for NHR. Wow. You go back and look at that, and I've got those those TV. Uh, shows that we did for ESPN, and that full show was stat in that Michigan jersey. You were just a mad dude. You just weren't a happy guy. 
Hey, I got people. I got people. Even the deer that come by the office window here, they they look in as, "Hey, you're the dude that wore that Michigan jersey." They everybody in Columbus knows that. Oh, the boy. thing is, though, I forget who was it. Tim Chafee, one of our listeners up in Detroit, mm-hmm. didn't he provide the jersey? And he was nice to you because he gave you the away white jersey. No, it I mean, wasn't. No, it was a. It was no, a. It was uh-uh. the, Go ahead, it was Dad. the blue. It was the maize and blue. Oh, yeah. wait, it was that's the right. Blue jersey. You would have had the away jersey, Kenny, yes. if you would have lost. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, Stephen. How could I forget? Yeah, well, oh. let's get it. Let's keep it straight here. You know, <laughs> pain is pain. You know what I mean? Well, uh, sorry, I love me some Phoenix Raceway, but it's kind of painful to spend three or four hours watching that race. Again, we can't, at least I can't wait until we've, we got Atlanta next weekend, and then, damn it, we got heat races in the Cup Series on dirt in Bristol, and it couldn't come soon. Maybe they need just to kick off the damn season next year because there's got to be some brass. we got about a minute, guys, before we, go, before we resume with some affiliates. They've got to be concerned with these last two or three races with the lack of uh, interest from those hardcore NASCAR fans out there because these are some boring-ass races, Grassroots. You're talking Homestead, Las Vegas, and now Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, slight snoozers, more than slight. Even our daughter, who has become a very big NASCAR fan, half, uh, I think there were 75 laps to go. She goes, Mom, can I watch something else? I think she'd rather <laughs> hear, hear, she'd rather have stat, hear Statman and I talk about a freaking Buckeye Texas game from 46 freaking years ago than <laughs> watch the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but we've got a great interview coming up with Denny Hamlin. Grabbed him the three spot in Phoenix. He'll be here. And your top fuel winner, Josh Hart from NHRA, coming up. We're going to resume with some affiliates right now. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Ah, Freak Nation, bringing in another round of affiliates here for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How are you doing? You got Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, 20 years, Freak Nation. And this segment, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their line of tires to keep your F-250, your Ram, your SUV fat and happy. Those red-letter GTs will look badass on a Ram, even a Silverado, man. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? What the? Yeah. Did we actually see drag racing this weekend? The NHRA came off of their longest offseason in recent memory. Thank you, COVID. And they started the 2021 season at the very place where their 2020 season was forced to halt. Again, thank you, COVID. The Gator Nationals. And this was an historic one. How about Josh Hart taking the top fuel Wally? Yes, in his top fuel debut. His first ever big boy NHRA race and at his home track, Ocala, Florida's Josh Hart beat Clay Milliken, Steve Torrance, Justin Ashley, and Sean Langdon en route to his first ever top fuel win. Huge. J.R. Todd was your season opening winner in Funny Car. Greg Anderson notched win number 95 in Pro Stock on his freaking birthday today. Not too shabby right there. And Matt Smith picked up where he left off at the end of last year by winning Pro Stock Motorcycles at race number one. Speaking of motorcycles, Supercross raced in Texas, Dallas, Texas to be exact, or Arlington, I should say. In the 250s, it was a dominant win by Sam Hamaker, and in the 450s, it was much of the same. Cooper Webb 
with the dominant win and thus the takeover of the points lead in the 450s as well. NASCAR raced a long weekend out in the desert, but all series did so with no practice or qualifying. So really anything was possible. On Friday night, Ty Gibbs beat the weather to score his first ARCA win of the season in the general tire 150. Then on Saturday, we finally got a repeat winner in the Xfinity series. Yeah, first one of the season. And he beat Friday night's winner, Ty Gibbs, to take those checkers. Austin Sindrick won the Phoenix Xfinity race just the way he wrapped up his championship in 2020. Then on Sunday, the cup race started off as a Penske domination with Ryan Blaney leading the pack of Penske's. But things changed soon after the end of the first stage. Penske still led the most laps. That was with Joey Logano. But Martin Truex Jr. with Joe Gibbs Racing became yet another unique winner in 2021. Even after brushing the wall early. And here's the big warning to the entire field. Truex came to Phoenix with a trial setup in order to figure out how to be better in November in the desert. Well. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV. <laughs> your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... 
titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. We've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm going to keep saying it for the next 20 years, Freak Nation. Go to speedfreaks.tv and check it out, man. The history of the Freak Nation. We're here. You're here. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for making it possible. Uh, there's something going on in the background. Maybe it's a lot of dudes and a lot of women popping tops of uh, beers or champagne. Good to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. Josh Hart, your 2021 season debut winner in Gainesville for the NHRA season, kicking it off. There's so many things in there, Josh. Uh, this is your first win, your first big-time, big-boy, top-fuel race. Where did things start to fall in place besides you getting in this seat? <laughs> well, I think we took the long way around, but um, you know, we ended up buying the team. We bought one of the operations from uh, Bob Vandegrift, and uh, I was secure enough to be able to handle, uh, you know, all the team mates, which was Ron Douglas. And that's where the confidence came from. But you look at really what you did, Josh. And I know, I know you're not, frankly, you're probably not used to even doing big time freaking interviews, much less. He's give, a two time U S nationals champ. I know. I know. I understand this, but this is, this is with his, with his own damn team. You have, yeah, yeah. you have multi-million dollar teams out there that you're kicking their ass. It, it, is it going to take you about a week and a half for this to settle in, Mr. Top Fuel winner from Gainesville? I would say, yeah. Check, check back with me on Friday and I might. <laughs> no, no I'm, I've had the rug yanked out from underneath me before, so I'm pretty, pretty low-key all the time. No, and I sense that. And you would have to be based on the drivers you went through today to get to the finals and then win the Gator Nationals. I mean, it was Clay Milliken, Steve Torrance, for crying out loud, Sean Langdon. I mean, what was it? Were you just super confident all day, or as the day went on, you got more and more confident? What was your day like? Well, the uh, like I said, the team is where it all happens. They're the real magicians. So when they, when you know you have a badass car, the driver just needs to hold on for 3.7 seconds, you know? So um, as we started making passes, the car kept performing, and it was like a bracket car. And, you know, all I can do is think Ron Douglas and cut a good light, you know? No, that's true. That's true because, yes, the team is is crucial when it comes to the setup of the car, but you still have to do the light. You still have to have friendly relations in the starting boxes, and you still have to hold on to that thing for 3.7, 3.8 seconds. So, And you made a comment about, oh, I can't remember which driver it was. I think it was Torrance. He was friendly to you on the starting line. What did you mean by that? he's like Goliath, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it was not anything like I expected. We talked for probably five minutes in the staging lanes and he said, Hey man, just go out there and run your own race and see what happens, you know? And that's exactly what I did. He was, uh, he was super down to earth. Not what I expected in a good way. Really? Josh Hart. Get this, Kenny. Stat man. Josh Hart, NHRA top fuel points leader joining us here in the freak nation on a Sunday night. Of course the NHRA with their gosh, finally getting out of the off season. Thank you. COVID 
to race in the Gator Nationals, a, a historic debut, and that's your home track as well. So again, yes, you are calm, cool, collected, reserved, which is awesome, especially when you're a race car driver behind the wheel. But did you have any added pressure with this being your home race? And if so, what was that like? You know, I really didn't. Um, the fan support was amazing. Like there was a line in front of my trailer and nobody really knew who I was. They just knew I was from Ocala, you know, <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was cool. You know, I stand there and you see it on TV. So I, I kind of knew what to do and I fumbled my way through it. And then when you get in the car, it's all business. You know, I still get the butterflies when you see all those people looking at you, but as soon as the engine starts time for business. Let me just say though, Gator Nationals next year, especially now that you are one of the historic winners in the NHRA, going to be a little bit different at your home track. Oh, hey, Josh, can I have some tickets? Hey, Josh, I only need to bring 10 people. Is that okay? Hey, Josh, you got extra room in hospitality? That's your future, buddy. But hey, it's pretty pretty nice to be able to do that. I'll take it. Josh Hart, NHRA top fuel winner. His first win of his career. He won the first race of the season in Gainesville, the Gator Nationals. Josh, we all have important moments in our life where we can remember everything. Can you remember all four rounds of today's win or is it just a blur for you? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, I don't think anything is going to top, you know, the birth of our daughter, but uh, it's it, it up there. That's for sure. Mary and my wife, but uh, you know, the round wins, when you see those names from my side of the desk, it's still like you get starstruck, you know? Josh Hart, we've got some crazy personalities in the NHRA, but you seem like a pretty cool dude right now. Has this always been Josh Hart? Uh, it has, yeah. I mean, I, I've never worked for anybody else. I've always been self-employed. and uh, My wife and I started our business with nothing, so we rode the roller coaster all the way up to where we are now, and we've had, like I said, the rug yanked out from underneath us before, so just be humble, be kind, and we believe in karma, so, you know, you know, basically up until this point, all my contingency money I gave away to the uh, younger racers to help them get going, you know, so just very grateful. That's all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a huge comment right there. So you're not one necessarily. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it sounds like you're not necessarily one in full who has taken all your race winnings and contingency money and used it towards your own career. You've actually helped other drivers with the money that you've pocketed in racing. Absolutely. Lots of other drivers. Um, you know, we sponsored uh, Robert Wheeler. He's got a super gas car. Um, Tori Iacono, she's got a junior dragster. Uh, Taylor Iacono, she's got a super gas truck. Uh, we've had a couple top dragsters like Mike Bonacci. We, we backed uh, Kevin Fiscus when he was running Pro Mod. I donated every dime. Explain to the Freak Nation, Josh, and frankly, us. Where does that come from? Where have you made your money in order to do this and now fund your own team? Um, my wife and I started Bernie's Speed Shop in Ocala in 2010. And um, we had like 300 bucks to our name. So, I mean, I was detailing cars and then she took over the detailing part of it. And I started doing superchargers and it just kind of grew from there. And now, you know, we own a whole city block of hot rod heaven right there in Ocala, Florida. It's 100,000 square feet of anything Anything car-related, you dream it, we'll build it. Holy smokes. <laughs> All right, now take me back to the race itself. We've seen some of the video. We've seen some of the coverage on FS1. And just seeing fans in the stands, and that many, that number of fans in the stands seemed surreal. Uh, 
What about you as a driver sitting in that cockpit? Did you recognize that that thing was you know, uh, elbow to elbow, damn near all the way down the strip? Yes, it was, it was epic. I mean, it's great to see fans in the stands, people cheering again. Everybody was having a good time, too. You know, it's, it's just over, uh, overdue. As a driver and someone that's looking forward to owning his own team and getting out and competing, COVID wreaked havoc with you last year. Now that you're back into it, you've got fans in the stands. Tell me where you are mentally as a race car driver and a team owner, thanks to COVID, good and bad. Well, that's what I meant by we took the long way around. You know, I was supposed to drive for Bob Vandergriff, and then COVID happened, uh, you know, exactly this time last year. So we thought it would be best, uh, given the circumstances, that I ended up purchasing one of the operations. And um, I, I can't say that I'm not happy with the decision. I think it worked out great. And uh, now we can put money in the right places and get this program caught up to where it needs to be. But even that seems easier said than done in a still COVID world. How ha- how was your the business side of things non-racing? How was Bernie's Speed Shop throughout COVID as people started to drive less and maybe get a little, little, little less interested in cars? It didn't happen. Um, wow. To be completely, completely candid with you, uh, when it first hit, my wife and I suspended our salaries immediately and we donated it to all of our teammates and all of our, all of our staff, you know, mm-hmm. we made sure that they never missed a beat, but Bernie's had a 16 month backlog of clients. So we were very, very fortunate. Oh my gosh. Your story is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Holy cow. I think we found a new guy to cheer for, for sure. How are you celebrating tonight? Well, I'm hoping that my daughter is in bed by like 730. <laughs> and uh, she, she's a year and a half old, so she runs the show. But after that, maybe I'll actually get to spend a little bit of time with my wife. So. There you go. <laughs> Attaboy. Hey, man, thanks for coming in here. It sounds like a lot's in store for you this year. I don't. Uh, uh, no more surprising people that you come out and kick some ass in Gainesville, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Josh Hart. The man of very little words, but who gives a damn, Crasher? Look at those names that he rolled through to get to, get to that win at the legendary Gator Nationals. Oh, that impressed me as we went into this interview. Names like Steve Torrance, Clay Milliken, Justin Ashley, and uh, Sean Langdon. But that did not impress me as much coming out of this interview. Instead, it's the names that he has donated <laughs> money to to keep their racing careers afloat. That was a list longer than just four names. That's, wow, what a family, what a couple, what a driver. What an amazing guy. How many people do you hear that? Come, people say that about their business where they're donating their, their prize money. You don't hear it from, no, no. I mean, granted, the Schumachers and the Forces and the Colettas of the world, they're dumping that money into their own cars and their own teams. Which is what I would think Josh Hart would be doing, especially building your own career through the alcohol ranks you know, keep sinking what you earn, keep sinking it back into your team to make it better. I mean, he said he worked on superchargers. <laughs> keep investing in that. But nope, he's investing in other people. It's just, yeah, it seems so foreign, but so amazing in this day and age. Freak Nation, a big two hours for you. A lot of winners, a lot of drivers, a lot of folks that have something to say. Denny Hamlin, uh, he'll be joining us this hour. We've also got Aaron Plessinger, big-time Supercross pilot, Uh, He'll be here in the Freak Nation. 
Riley Herbst grabbed him a four spot in yesterday's Xfinity race in Phoenix. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And we'll also hear from Eric Almirola. He's got a new boss on the side of his car. <sighs> Can you smell what Eric Almirola and Stuart Haas are cooking? See there? See how I did that, Freak Nation? It's a big, big show. But first, here's your Statman Scat. It's the Statman How wonderful it was Sunday to get caught up in Major League Drag Racing. The NHRA season finally opened at Gainesville and the Gator Nationals. Normally, we've seen Pomona and Phoenix by now, but this just isn't normal yet, is it? We're seeing new names in NASCAR, but drag racing requires so much more experience and resources. And speaking of experience, 16-time Funny Car champion John Force is back. After taking the year off last year, John qualified fifth. Teammate Robert Height, himself a two-time champion, qualified fourth. After a year off, wow. A real eye-opener this year, Troy Coughlin Jr. in Pro Stock. He's run Pro Mod and Top Fuel. His uncle, Jake Jr., is a five-time Pro Stock champion. Troy qualified seventh this weekend. Four-time champion Erica Enders battled with Greg Anderson for the top of Pro Stock qualifying, with Greg getting the final flag. Just brings a smile hearing about it, doesn't it? Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, been doing it for 20 years. Martin Truex Jr., your winner from Phoenix this afternoon, NASCAR Cup Series. Again, Martin Truex with his first win of the 2021 season. Coming up in moments, a dude still chasing his first win. Denny Hamlin grabbed him a three-spot at Phoenix earlier this afternoon. But this segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil heavy-duty oil stabilizer. This is the OG, baby, to keep that engine alive. It's a pure petroleum multi-based oil supplement. Formulated to control noise, eliminate dry starts, reduce friction, heat, wear, and tear on your engine. I can't say it enough. This is big time for Lucas Oil. It should be big time in your engine. Lucas Oil heavy-duty oil stabilizer. You can check it out. More information at lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil, problem-solving additives for your automotive needs. Keep that engine alive. Denny Hamlin finished third at Phoenix earlier this afternoon, still chasing his first race win for the 21 season in the Cup Series. And he joins us now in the Freak Nation. Denny, not only are you a big-time race car driver in the Cup Series and race car winner, but now you're a team owner for the 2021 season with Darrell Wallace teamed up with Michael Jordan. Curious, how much of this, or has it, taken away from your mentality as just a, a driver? Like, right now, I would think there's more than just driving your car on the track. Like, really concerned as a team owner where Darrell Wallace is on the track or just all the needs of a, a big-time owner in the NASCAR Cup Series. Is that right? Not really. I mean, uh, I've kept everything pretty consistent on the work that I have to do to prepare for my 11 car. And, and really, I just add to that plate uh, during the free time that I normally would have had to uh, now work on uh, the 23 car and get that team going. Denny Hamlin, has there ever been a time during a race when you've gone on the radio to ask, where is Wallace? 
I haven't. I mean, you know, it's a good thing is there's pylons and where you can kind of see uh, what's going on. But, uh, you know, I, I really don't focus too much on, you know, their day until usually Monday afternoon after our uh, team meeting with JGR. But, Denny, how refreshing is it? By the way, Denny Hamlin joining us here, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How refreshing is it to know that you're with a team as solid as Joe Gibbs Racing so that regardless of what goes on with you behind the wheel, they've got things covered. And if something does go on with Bubba Wallace, you could spend a few extra hours throughout the week working on him and not have to worry about your own ride. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a certain amount of responsibilities that everyone has from to everyone on the 2311 team. So you know, their job is to provide us a car that's it, the same as what I drive. And it's up to us to put it together, put the setup in it, and uh, and execute on pit road and have the great have great calls. And so there's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's still a learning process. I mean, you know, those guys had just a simple you know, O-ring uh, break on them uh, from the power steering on, on Sunday. So that part was tough. But it's just you know we're, we're in the we're, we're in the learning stage. We're, we're trying to get better. Uh, Bubba's trying to get better, and, and certainly we want to make sure that. Uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to provide them a great race car. Denny, do you think that this season, 2021, you've answered more questions about your car, the number 11 FedEx car, or about Michael Jordan and Wallace and that 23 car? It's been a little bit of a mix of both. I mean, our success has really been great with our 11 car. And, you know, one thing that I think that we're doing a good job of is kind of compartmentalizing what time I use for each. And so, that's showing with the results on the racetrack and uh, certainly feel good about where we are in general um, with our race team. Denny Hamlin joining us in the Speed Freaks pits. Denny, 2021, new season after the craziness of last year. We've got no practice, the strange qualifying, so we're not back to normal yet. But you strike us as being someone who may not thrive in normal. You're not looking for normal, are you? No, not at all. I mean, I think that I really strive when, when things are changed or something thrown at you that uh, is out of the ordinary. I think it's, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's whoever can adapt the fastest are the great ones. And so, um, you know, you, you just never know. I, I feel like I, I get prepared as much as anyone for, for these races. Um, nothing really shocks me anymore. So I'm ready for any instance that might uh, get thrown my way. But, you know, I, I feel like I prepare really well. So, I don't mind something getting, uh, you know, being different than what's the ordinary for sure. Well, what was the last thing that shocked you? Because you're right. Once you go through these seasons over and over again, things become so redundant. So what was the last thing that shocked you? But COVID aside. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be the short answer because I I remember going into that Atlanta weekend thinking, okay, they're telling us, okay, don't go to Atlanta yet, but we might go tomorrow. Or the next day, you know, we don't. No, we're just going to show up and race now. And then, no, we're not going to race this weekend. I'm like, what? I mean, like NASCAR canceling a race—that's that's unheard of. And then we did. We sat on the sidelines for uh, eight eight weeks. But the most shocking thing for me was probably uh, obviously my my kid turning off my computer screen while I was in the middle of an athlete. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. All right, is she a professional eye racer now? No, she's gotten in there a little bit in turn laps, but, uh, you know, again, she she just likes to sing and dance, which I'm okay with. <laughs> That's true, Denny. Now, we've got kids this, similar to the same age. Our daughter is seven years old, and she's into uh, the video game Among Us. Uh, yeah, uh, that game. 
and she's wanting to chat. A seven-year-old chatting on a video game. I know that can get a lot of trouble or get her or me, get all of us into a lot of trouble, but should I allow my daughter to chat, uh, be a part of the chat room on the, the game Among Us? Yeah, I mean, mine did a little Taylor TV thing on Among Us, and so I, I have no idea what that is. Uh, no clue, but yeah, there, if you give them an iPad or a computer, I mean, certainly you have a little babysitter there for a little while if you need a break. Which it's true. I mean, we're doing this interview right now on the end of our spring break. Our daughter's got a slumber party going on. And yeah, you've just, sometimes you've got to be doing your interviews and say, hey, mom, you take the kids. And sometimes that does mean electronics. That's right. I mean, I, I certainly am the tough dad who, who sets time limits on everything. I, I don't allow her to, um, to, to just do whatever she wants to do and stay on the iPad or watch TV as much as she wants. But there are times where it is needed where, you know, you've got to give her that time to go to go occupy herself while you go to work. All right, Denny Hamlin, before we get the heck out of here, uh, you're an odds-on favorite to get your first win, at least in Atlanta. Should I lay a hundy, a couple of hundies on you to get your first one, to get your first win in Atlanta? Come on, help me out, bud. You just don't know. It, it's, this is going to be another learning process of figuring out who's done what in the offseason. I mean, I thought we saw in Homestead, right? It was – Looking at the top ten, I was like, wow, this is a shock. So I think until you get into the swing of the season, it's it's harder to predict who's going to be up front. All right. I see where you stand on that. Denny Hamlin finished third in Phoenix early this afternoon. DH, thanks for joining us here in the Freak Nation, buddy. DH, good luck to you, man. Thank you for doing this, bud. Okay, thank you. And coming up next, Freak Nation, his name is Aaron Plessinger. Big-time Supercross pilot, grabbed himself a top five last night in Arlington. Really curious about getting him in the Freak Nation. He's never been in here before. Hell of a time on 250s, jumped on the 450s in the Supercross Series, injuries, and now grabbed his first podium on a 450 last weekend in Daytona. Looking forward to getting Supercross pilot Aaron Plessinger next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council 
Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 20 years. Affiliates across the country, every freaking audio app that you can imagine. We've been a part of it, Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. You follow us on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to generaltire.com. Check out their line of tires for that righteous ride you got. Big old fat 250 pulling about three or four, four Yamaha 450s, Suzuki's, Hondas, Huskies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, make sure you're rolling on General Tire. Aaron Plessinger joining us here in the Freak Nation, Supercross 450 pilot. And Aaron, we were talking a little bit about this before we started uh, this interview, that uh, what a damn season. And what the hell took you so long to find your mojo in uh, 2021? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been a hell of a season so far. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just taken me a little bit just because um, – me and the team, we uh, we we hadn't found that um, that that perfect setting just yet. And then uh, on on the off weekend, we we went to work, and um, you know they they did an unreal job of of getting my bike the way I wanted it, like it was to a T, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went into the weekend knowing it was good, and and my starts were good, and and um you know i just uh you know made that pass on cooper and and uh went to ride my own race but you know it was it was a good a good um i mean it, it was it left me speechless that's all i can say <laughs> it was a it was a good run up front and uh to to be keeping up with eli like that on pretty much uh what they call him the the daytona champ uh, five times in a row and 
I was keeping right there with him, matching his lap times and even catching him a little bit uh, here and there. So it was a good judge for me um, for the rest of the season. You know, knowing now that I can run up there, I think um, it's going to be a, a really good back part of the season. Aaron Plessinger is in the top 10 in Supercross points. Aaron, you've been pretty fast in both 250s and now 450s. When you turn around and explain that to your crew chief, how do you tell him that something is clicking, something is working? How do you make that person understand that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, the last two years, it was it was really tough. Uh, um, the communication was kind of kind of off between between me and uh me and the team and now that it's switched over to star racing um you know i i was with these guys from 2015 until 2018 and we had uh you know a hell of a run on the 250s uh me winning the last uh my my two championships um supercross and outdoors in 18 and then going off to the two or off to the 450s um you know, it was, it was a tough switch, but now that, that we're back together, um, they know how I work and they know every kind of language that I speak. And, and, um, we got a, an awesome, awesome suspension chassis guy, um, Ricky Gilmore, he's unreal with it. And I just tell him he, he, he actually made me like the, the guinea pig, if you would, um, the last off weekend, and we just kind of went to work, and he threw things on my bike and said, you know, they might not work, they might work, and pretty much all of them ended up working really, really good, and I, I gelled with the bike, and, and I got uh, I got down to a second faster than, than what I was, and I was already feeling good before um, he made the big changes, so um, you know, I, it was, it was honestly pretty easy for me leading up to Daytona just to get comfortable on the bike because they, they just took me, they, they said, look, we're gonna, we're gonna do a lot to your bike. If you don't like it, let us know. If you like it, let us know. And, and luckily I liked, uh, pretty much all that they did. And, uh, I was, I was really stoked on it and made me, it made my confidence go up about the bike and what it was going to do, um, for the whole 20 minutes plus one. And yeah, it was, um, it's still, it's still working great. I had a great week this week and, and, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back on the gate. So exactly. So now the back half of the season, like you said, when we first picked up your phone call was look out everybody. So who is your first target? Is it, is it Cooper Webb? Is it Tomac? Just go for it all. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, whoever's, whoever's in front of me, uh, <laughs> hopefully I get that. I get those whole shots and, and, uh, I can just run my own race, but you know, I'm gunning for, uh, whoever's in front of me, whoever's in that top spot, I'm coming for you. Aaron Plessinger, your confidence is maybe the key in any motorsport, but that confidence can be fragile. You have a bad night, and suddenly you've got to come back to where you are now, full of confidence, focused, ready to do well at the drop of the green flag. How do you survive a bad night? It takes a lot of focus. You know, I'll have uh, I'll I'll go on an off weekend and and kind of try to relax, just take uh take my mind off of racing and everything, and then. You know, once uh, race week comes back around, 
um, back to the, uh, to the, to the race week grind. And I, I get back focused and, and, um, usually on Fridays, I just, uh, sit here and, and think about what's gonna, what's gonna go on tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I just, uh, take that in and try to get, uh, try to get as, as, as confident as I can and, um, try not to, not to worry about anything and just let it come to me. Who helps Aaron Plessinger joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night? Who helps you to regroup more? Is it Kendall? Is it Hadley? Is it Jake? Um, you know they they all do their part. Uh, you know they uh, it's uh, it's pretty wild at the house um, <laughs> usually, but that's kind of what I grew up in and 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 how I uh, how I act so. It's uh, crazy. The crazier, the better for me, and, and uh, it always keeps me in check. So, um, pretty much all of them, they do their job. <laughs> okay, hold on a second, though. You just said that's how you grew up. What What was Aaron Plessinger? What was his crazy as a kid? Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a middle middle child, so I got a younger brother and an older sister, and it uh, <laughs> it was it was. Uh, a wild household to say the least. We were, we were always getting into something, whether it be fighting, whether me, me and my, me and my brother out riding, um, you know, it was, it was always crazy around the house. And, and I think that's where kind of for how weird it sounds, it kind of calms me down when, when stuff gets wild, because <laughs> that's, uh, that's how it always was with me and my family. <laughs> Aaron Blessed, your top 10, 450 class Supercross, 450 top five in the Arlington, Texas last night. But the biggest thing about Aaron Plessinger is OH. He's a Buckeye. He's a fan of Ohio State Buckeye football. I'm from Columbus, went to high school on the Ohio State campus. Explain to these lesser people what it means to be a Buckeye. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I, I always was a, a Buckeye, but you know, I, I didn't really get into, um, the, the college sports until a couple years ago. But man, when I got into it, I was full force and I, you know, I got my Ohio state stuff all, uh, all, um, sweatshirts and, and sweatpants and all that now so I, I don't know what it is but when we get into it man it's it's full bore <laughs> well you would be happy to know that uh, in our home studio i've got a huge framed pair of uh, what we used to call back in the 70s leathers <laughs> they're not leathers. Oh, no. <laughs> that, those are not leather <laughs> no <laughs> of uh ricky carmichael's pants with a big longhorn logo on the back uh-huh. Uh, signed to yours truly because I'm a big Longhorn fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I need uh, I need some Plessinger Buckeye uh, pants up here on the wall, bro. Ham. Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, whenever I get some, I'll uh, I'll be giving you a call then. Right. Yeah, there's no racing in Ohio. That the reason Ricky had those is actually Dallas this right. weekend. The Dallas race, he raced them in Dallas and obviously got a lot of attention with them. But you could race Indianapolis and just raise a lot of ruckus if you had a Buckeye on your butt instead of a Hoosier or a Boilermaker. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I could, I could, 
I could <laughs> rattle those Hoosiers right up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that would be me. I'm an Indianapolis girl. I'm a Bloomington girl, so yeah. So hence to hence it does suffice it to say that no, we would not put Buckeye stuff up in this house, Kenny. Right. <laughs> hey, who was your guy? Who was your guy? Your go-to guy as a teenager uh, in Supercross and motocross? When I was a teenager, I was more um, on the off-road side of things still. Um, so I, if I if I had to choose, I, I would think um, you know me and my buddy. <laughs> My buddy's dad, he always used to root for, for Carmichael and just to, just to make him mad, me and my buddy always used to root for, for Stewart. So I guess I would say Stewart. Um, and it's funny because we were, <laughs> we were rooting for Stewart one night. I remember this clear as day and Carmichael, we, I think he was leading, ended up crashing. And me, me and my buddy started freaking out and uh, my buddy's dad, he got mad and made, uh, made me go home for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was funny. And now your teammates with Malcolm Stewart. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah, that is, uh, that is crazy. I, um, I'm very fortunate for that for sure because he's been a, uh, a real big help in the R&D kind of aspect of it, and um, he's helped get the bike to where it is now. So big shout-out to him for sure. So that communication that you were talking about earlier, it's not just in and amongst the crew and the manufacturer. I mean, you and Malcolm have it going on pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a, a full team effort, um, not just between the, the crew and the rider, but the rider and the rider. So, uh yeah, Dylan's been a good good help too, and um, ah. you know it's uh, it's been a hundred percent from us from the get go. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome. Aaron, this shows you how long we've been around. We were the very first interview for James Stewart when That's he right. and we it's when we started off with one radio station in Los Angeles, and he and he comes in. Was he fifteen? Crasher? Gosh, fourteen or fifteen? Fourteen yeah. or fifteen. And Crazy. again, being billed as the the Tiger Woods of Supercross—that's what—that's the talent that this cat had. And at times, he showed it. Won some championships, but again, do you believe if everything would have fallen into place, whether it's personal life, professional life, do you think we would be talking about James Stewart being the greatest ever on two wheels? Man, ah, uh, I mean, that dude did that the the i mean the sheer skill that that he had ah shoot i think i think with whatever he did whether it be racing motorcycles or whatever he put his mind to i think he would have been one of the greatest out of anybody you know um because the 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 skill that he had and just the the passion he had for the sport it was so cool to watch and i mean i i love watching him to this day just his riding style and and the way he works the bike and even malcolm he resembles him a lot um i i always say i wish i had uh the riding style of one of them guys but um you know it's it was crazy 
I mean, it's crazy to say that, that you guys had the first interview with him when he when he was fifteen. It's that's uh, that's <laughs> that's insane. And then and then him to, to go on and did what he did. Um, shoot, it was it was something to watch for sure. It was it was crazy. Absolutely agree. Yep. Aaron Plessinger again in the top ten in points for a four fifty class, having a hell of a year. Finally got himself a podium, a bit of redemption. In Daytona, you kicked its ass, man. That was good to see, you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, from coming uh, from from shattering my heel um, in in 2019, and and getting to come back and do that at that track, it was uh, it was definitely a uh, a monkey off the back from getting the podium and and from uh, from getting redemption there. It's it was. Um, it was cool, man. It was it was one of the coolest races of of my uh, of my career, and yeah, you know, I felt so good doing it. I felt so good riding up there. Um, you know, I'm ready to uh, get back out there and do it again. Look out, folks! Aaron, thanks for doing this, buddy. Good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for having me on, and uh, you guys have a good one. Man, you got to love that guy, right, Aaron Plessinger. Grabbing himself a top five again last night in Arlington uh, in the 450s in the Supercross Series. Coming up next, our big second hour for you, Freak Nation, Eric Almirola, NASCAR Cup star. He's got him a new boss, a new pit boss. We'll talk to him about that. Just don't ask him about who cooks the meat better in the family, him or his wife. Well, we do, and we'll ask him that coming up next hour. And Riley Hurst, Xfinity Series pilot, grabbed him a four spot yesterday afternoon in the Xfinity race there in phoenix and do you follow us on twitter be sure you can or you do that is uh, follow us on twitter at speed freaks which you will become eligible to win a set of general tires if you get picked or go to speedfreaks.tv and register for a set of general tires we'll pick a winner every month at speedfreaks.tv on twitter at speed freaks and of course the website speedfreaks.tv eric almirola coming up next speed freaks pits and the lucas oil studios Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Martin Truex Jr. grabbed himself a win this afternoon in the not-so-exciting Phoenix Raceway Cup race. Denny Hamlin, he joined us last hour. You can catch that interview up on the website at speedfreaks.tv. We'll have that up for you Monday morning. Coming up this hour, Eric Almirola has a new boss, a new pit boss. We'll get to that. Eric Almirola, of course, running in the number 10 for Stuart Haas Racing. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Riley Herbst, 
who grabbed him a top five. I think he finished fourth in the Xfinity race. Yes, Crasher, he right? did. His Four, first top ten of the season. Yeah. Fourth place in the Xfinity race in Phoenix. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Also, your stat man, Scat. Stat's a little excited that we got us another form of racing. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, we're there for you on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. And, again, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Okay, go back to what you just said there. Yeah, man. So we had these interviews set up this week, and Eric Almarola not having a great season. Riley Herbst not having a great season. Yet, oh, hey, they get each of them get their best finishes of the year after scheduling time with the Freaks. I kind of like that. Yep, Speed That's Freaks how we roll mojo. here in the Freak Nation. Mm-hmm. You know, Statman even benefits from uh, the Speed Freaks mojo from time to time. And Statman, I don't want to give away your scat, but at the same time, it's uh, when we have sleepers like we did this afternoon in the cup race, it's nice to have other forms of motorsports actually going off. We've had Supercross for the last month and a half, two months, but now we got drag racing, Stat. Yes. Drag racing is wonderful. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Drag race. After you watch a four and a half day cup race watching a four and a half second drag race is like you want to kiss the ground they run on it's amazing do i sense tears coming out of your eyes tears of excitement oh it was absolute i turned it on and you know i had to go get some extra napkins to dry my (laughs) eyes it was wonderful it was absolute now i do have to admit crash you know that i'm telling the truth the uh, NHRA website is the worst for finding information. It's not the greatest. Abs- yeah. <laughs> absolute unequivocal worst for finding information. But the racing is spectacular. For those of you who have never taken in a drag race, let us educate you for a couple of minutes. It's 10 million times better than what you see on TV. Right. There you go. There is Bam, no way said. to capture it that, on TV. That Camry you're driving out there, that uh, 84 Ford Taurus that you have, there's about 40 of those engines going down at, in one of these cars. There's 10,000 horsepower in your top fuel or your funny car classes times two. Now, wait a minute. Let me put that in perspective for you. In one cylinder... Of a top fuel car, there's more horsepower than in the entire eight cylinders in a cup car. Yep. <laughs> that, this is true. Mm-hmm. And it's loud, and it shakes your entire body, and it makes you, speaking of crying, it makes your nose run and your tears come out of your eyes all instantaneously. It's Your body has never, ever, not even a space shuttle launch could do this to you. And that's, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. Nothing will make your body feel like this ever. It's amazing. Statman, we talked to Josh Hart last hour. Exactly. Who? Josh Hart, your NHRA top fuel winner, first-time winner as a team owner. Uh, He was talking about running in front of the fans, watching some of the FS1 covers today, seeing fans in the stands. Initially, to me, it felt like I was watching a repeat from 2019 or 2018 because I'm I'm – I'm so programmed now to look in the stands to see very little or no people in the stands of a sporting event. Did that hit you at all, Stat? Yeah, there were some people there. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a back-to-normal crowd, but there were people there, and that in itself is something well worth 
paying attention to. It's just, I can't tell you how much I appreciated having some real racing on TV. <laughs> oh, Freak Nation, coming up in moments, his name is Eric Almarola. He has a new boss in town, a new pit boss. We'll talk to him about that. Also coming up, Freak Nation, his name is Riley Herbst, Xfinity Series pilot, got himself a top five in the Phoenix race yesterday. But first, going to resume with some affiliates and get in some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks and, of course, on Facebook and the website, speedfreaks.tv. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcome again. Another round of affiliates here with the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Been doing it for 20-plus years, man. With Statman, Crash, yours truly, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up, NASCAR Cup star, Eric Almirola, running for Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, not a great finish for him this afternoon in Phoenix. Regardless, he's got a new boss in town, a new pit boss. We'll get to that coming up. And Riley Herbst got him a top five yesterday in the Xfinity Series race in Phoenix. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do yourself, your family, your friends a favor. Go to the website. GeneralTire.com. Look at the line of tires they have for your ride. Bam! Grab yourself some GTs for that truck, SUV, even your sports car can roll on General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Holy cow. NHRA, the Gator Nationals. This was a breath of fresh air. Great to have drag racing back. And this was an historic weekend. Local driver. Yeah, Ocala, Florida's Josh Hart. Who? He's making his top fuel debut. He's a two-time U.S. Nationals champion in the alcohol class. This is his top fuel debut. He beat Clay Milliken, Steve Torrance, Justin Ashley, and Sean Langdon en route to his first ever Wally. J.R. Todd was your season opening winner in Funny Car. Greg Anderson taking a win, oh, just number 95, in Pro Stock on his freaking birthday today. And Matt Smith in Pro Stock Motorcycle, winning race number one exactly the way he left last year. Supercross raced in Texas in the 250s. It was a very dominant win by Sam Hamaker, and in the 450s, uh, yeah, pretty much the same. Cooper Webb with a dominant win and the takeover of the points lead as well. NASCAR raced a very long weekend out in the desert, but all series did so with no practice, no qualifying, so anything was really possible. Friday night, there was a little bit of weather that intervened. Well, not really. Ty Gibbs beat the weather to score his first ARCA win on the season in the General Tire 150. Then on Saturday, we got a repeat winner. What? In the Xfinity Series. And he beat Friday night's winner, Ty Gibbs, to take the checkers. Austin Sindrick won in the Xfinity race just the way he wrapped up his championship in 2020. Then on Sunday, today, the cup race started off as a Penske domination with Ryan Blaney leading the pack of Penske's. But things changed soon after the end of the first stage. Penske still led the most laps with Joey Logano, but it was Martin Truex Jr. taking the checkered flag. Martin Truex Jr. with Joe Gibbs becoming yet another unique winner in 2021. Here's the problem for the rest of the field. Martin Truex came to this race with a setup, a trial setup, just to be better in November. Oops. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Eric Almirola joining us once again in the Freak Nation. And, Eric, it feels like it's been about a couple of weeks since you were here with us. Okay, actually, it has. But let's get into one of the main reasons why you're joining us here. you got a couple of partners. You have Bacon with Smithfield Bacon, and now you have Fit Boss. Are there two bigger dude-type things than Bacon and a freaking <laughs> big-ass barbecue Pit Boss? And, I mean, that's what men want, right? That's right. That's right. We've got great partners. 
Um, it's so cool too to see uh, see this one come into play uh, with Pit Boss actually starting out as a personal sponsor of mine. You know, they've been um, they've been around for a long time, and and they're such a great company. Um, to learn more about their company over last year, uh, working with them as a personal uh, sponsor of mine, and, and to to get more intimate and and understand their business, and to realize that you know it started uh, truly as a as a family business. Uh, from nothing and has grown its way into being one of the most successful uh, grilling companies in the country is, is amazing. And for them to, you know, transition from being a personal sponsor of mine to now coming on board and actually sponsoring on the race car. uh, It's just amazing. And it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's fun to see partnerships evolve like that. I mean, if there was ever a couple of sponsors that are important to the audience, with NASCAR and men would be again. I, I hate to say it again, but would be freaking bacon and a grill. I mean, screw up, Exalta, uh, Ally. No, we we want to eat and cook, Eric. You're absolutely right, and it's not just men. You know, you said you said it's, you said men, but I, I'll tell you, it's it's women too. Um, you know, my wife and uh, our neighbors. Uh, you know, she. They love to to fire up the pit boss, and it's so easy, right? It's it's so easy. You you it's you go out, you you push a button, you turn it on, you turn the dial to what temperature you want it, and you walk away. As long as there's enough uh, pellets in the grill, you're good to go. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's a great it's a it's a great product, um, and, and that's why they're so successful. Okay, so you just laid down the challenge. Who makes a better meal on pit boss? Seriously, you or your wife? Um, Ooh, that's tough. Careful. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta tread lightly there. Janice is a, is a mean cook. Um, she does, she does really good in the kitchen. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her props on that. She does, she does really well with the pit boss. Her, I think she's got a, a secret advantage though, because the way she like pre-seasons all of her meat and the marinade, and everything that she uses, the stuff that she cooks usually comes out better. Um, just because she puts way more prep work into it than I do. Okay, so that's how you challenge your fan base to help you through your social media channels. How can you beat your wife on a pit boss grill off? See, that's not even a challenge I'm willing to accept because I'd rather just sit on the couch, drink a beer, and wait for the food to be ready. <laughs> no, no, wow, no. On, on that note, who would take it more personal? If well, you criticize your wife's cooking or if she criticizes your driving, Eric Almirola? Uh, well, it's, she would absolutely take it more personal if I criticize her. <laughs> would you ever criticize her driving? How is she behind the wheel? Uh, she's a phenomenal driver, actually. She grew up in a racing family. She's uh, She's got a lot of racing in her blood. Her dad uh, was a crew chief um, in NASCAR for a long time. He raced uh, motorcycles before he got into NASCAR. So, uh, And her mom also raced motorcycles. So she's got a DNA of racing. And uh, she's really good behind the wheel. Okay. They always say, they always, they, they sometimes say that women are better, at least in NHRA, on the starting line. Their reaction times are better. So let's just even the playing field for you guys. No motorcycles, no NASCAR. Let's get you on a drag strip. Who would win in the quarter mile start to finish? I would. Really? Yeah. I Why? Because uh, my wife would be a little scared to go over 100 mile an hour. Oh, why is that? She, I don't know. She's, uh, she's, she's conservative. 
Yeah, she she would get she would get nervous and scared to go that fast. So is she more with the racing DNA in her family? Is she more the technical brain? She's more of an engineering person, not necessarily a speed person. Um, no, she's just a good driver. Like she grew up in Michigan, so she's good on the snow and in, in you know intimate conditions and all those things. And uh, she is, uh, you know, she's she's always aware of her surroundings. I think that's what makes a terrible driver on the road is people are just so unaware of their surroundings. Uh, my wife is my wife is very much on the offensive and. She's uh, very aware of her surroundings. So that makes her a good driver. Um, plus, you know, her family pedigree. But uh, as far as, you know, being a, a daredevil and having, you know, have, having to get that adrenaline rush, uh, that's not my wife. Eric Almarola, was that part of the deal at the beginning? Did you ask if she wanted to go racing or was there an understanding that you're going to have to go out and bring home the bacon? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's never been really a question about it. We've never even had to have that discussion. Um, yeah, she, she, uh, she enjoys being at the racetrack and, and being in that environment. And she knows uh, that I have a, a, a big passion for driving race cars and trying to go fast and trying to win races. And she's always supported me in that forever. Isn't that cool though? You guys have so much that you can relate to with each other, with your motorsports backgrounds. How about the kids? Do you see that transferring to them? Are they liking life at the track when they get to go or are they just having some completely different likes in their life? No, our kids love it. Our kids Good. absolutely love being at the racetrack. Um, it's such a family thing. Um, you know, racing has always been a family thing for, for my family. When I grew up, I was always going to the racetrack with my, with my grandfather, and my dad, and my uncles. And so that's always been kind of how we race is as a family. And that was the way she was brought up too, my wife. Um, so naturally with our kids, it's what we do. It's not what I do. It's what we do as a family. Uh, so my kids love going to the track. So Eric Almarola, the Almarola family is at the racetrack. What's the perfect setup? You've got the motor home, you, the kids, your wife, the pit boss grill outside, your new sponsor, and maybe a recliner for your beers. What's the perfect setup? <laughs> yeah. So um, ideally we'd have the kids out on their bikes um, or throwing the football, you know, out in front of the bus. Um, you know, my, my, my daughter probably riding her bike or her scooter with her little princess helmet on. And, uh, we've got the pit boss, the, the sportsman, uh, the, uh, smoker, the, the pellet grill there going at about 200 degrees, smoking a, a really nice, uh, Smithfield pork tenderloin and, uh, yeah, have a beer in one hand and, a spatula or, or a set of tongs in the other, making sure that I don't burn my meat. <laughs> Is it true that you like to cook uh, out on that pit boss in your fire suit? That is not true. That is not true. It's a smoker. It's a smoker. So I don't have to worry about catching on fire. That's true. It is odd though, seeing you guys in all the commercials, no matter what the product is in NASCAR. And it's like, do you guys really live outside your fire suits? Like at all? Yes, of course you do. <laughs> Yeah, they they uh, they figure that people will recognize us a little better with our fire suits on versus uh, street clothes. Where are you as a team right now, Eric Almarola? It's early in the season, many races, many months left to go before the end of the year. Explain where you are as a team. Well, we got off to a great start, winning the duels at Daytona. Um, you know, going down to Daytona for speed weeks and 
um, kicking the year off with a win. That was, that was ideal, right? I mean, there's no better way to start the season than, than to go win and go to victory lane. So that was great. And then from that point forward, Hmm. uh, nothing has gone like we wanted it to, um, you know, wrecking out of the Daytona 500 early, um, then going through, you know, a few other weeks of just bad luck and things not going right. Me making mistakes, um, just nothing is transitioning or translating into good results. It's, it's all been, um, bad just to be completely honest. So, uh, we've got to get it turned around and Phoenix has been, um, a place where we've run well in the past. So, I'd love nothing more than to go there with Pit Boss on the car this weekend and uh, get our Ford Mustang up front and, and turn our year around. Whatever happened to your lucky socks? You're a sock guy. Don't you have a lucky yeah. pair? Yeah, I've, I've tried them all. They're not working right now. Damn it. <laughs> you need, clearly the Pit Boss socks. You need to get something, maybe with a cactus, you know, to represent Phoenix. That'll do it. We'll see. I'm willing to try anything at this point. Uh, Eric, if we decide to invite a lot of our friends to one of the future races with Eric Almirola and Stuart Haas Racing, how many can we invite? I mean, how many people would you be comfortable inviting to cook for? Ooh, well, that depends on what pit boss I have um, going at the time. You know, that you can put a lot, you can put a lot of food on one of those pit boss grills, and I think that's what people love about it. When you go see them in the store and you compare them to uh, to other brands. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're bigger, they're heavier, uh, the way that they're built and constructed. Um, they're just amazing, amazing grills. So, uh, you can put a lot of food on them. So I, I think we could get, I don't know, a good 15, 20, 25 people, uh, fed pretty nicely off of pit boss. All right. We'll work that out. Uh, we tend to have a lot of freak nation members that like to tag along. We'll check in with you to see how much, how much meat you could cook for them. All right. Well, first you gotta be invited, Kenny. Oh, you bastard. That's true. We forced our way into pits for 20 years, Eric, and you're still talking to us. So, so we yeah. did something right, right? Oops. <laughs> Eric Alvarola, again, getting set for Phoenix and, again, flying the colors of Pit Boss Grills. Dude, thanks for doing this, man. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Oh, no. How wonderful it was Sunday to get caught up in Major League Drag Racing. The NHRA season finally opened at Gainesville and the Gator Nationals. Normally, we've seen Pomona and Phoenix by now, but this just isn't normal yet, is it? We're seeing new names in NASCAR, but drag racing requires so much more experience and resources. And speaking of experience, 16-time Funny Car champion John Force is back. After taking the year off last year, John qualified fifth. Teammate Robert Height, himself a two-time champion, qualified fourth. After a year off, wow. A real eye-opener this year, Troy Coughlin Jr. in Pro Stock. He's run Pro Mod and Top Fuel. His uncle, Jake Jr., is a five-time Pro Stock champion. Troy qualified seventh this weekend. Four-time champion Erica Enders battled with Greg Anderson for the top of Pro Stock qualifying, with Greg getting the final flag. Just brings a smile hearing about it, doesn't it? Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Rat fans, 
There are a few of you out there. Steve Piercy, a big, big NHRA fan, by the way. Steve Piercy, of course, lead singer from Rat. There's been a couple of reincarnations of Rat, whether it's with Steve Piercy, with Bobby Blotzer, regardless. Bobby Blotzer, who was touring with the name Rat, he and Stephen Piercy, one of the original founding members of Rat, it sounds like the, they've reached an amicable decision to get back together with all these surviving members of Rat. Now that I've made your night, there you go. Thank you. Bang! And scene. Thank you. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. I, when I say it, I mean it. Everything inside your engine, outside your engine, inside the interior of your car, the exterior of your car, Lucas Oil has the product to not only keep your ride on the road for the long haul, but to make it look fine, happy, shiny, spectacular. An oldie but a goodie, old 55 or 2021, regardless of what you drive, make sure you got it loaded with Lucas Oil. Crash, Statman, Crash, I'll start with you first. Am I making a big deal of this? Uh, by, way, by the way, Riley Herbst coming up, uh, finished fourth in Xfinity Series yesterday in Phoenix. Am I making a bigger deal than I should of this? We, we're ecstatic the fact that we have another big-time motorsports series that kicked off Gainesville this afternoon, well, this weekend, with the NHRA. Supercross is well into their season. NASCAR uh, sports cars is kind of trickled in with Daytona. With, with but Daytona that's 20. typical. Yeah. They trickle in anyway. But there's still no IndyCar. It feels like IndyCar, the last time we saw an IndyCar race was before COVID-19 hit. And I'm <laughs> being a little like facetious, that. but Crasher, the last race was what, the end of September? October, when was the last with a weird season last year. It was September. Yeah. I can't remember the exact date in September, but it was September, and that's way too long. How can you retain those peripheral fans when you have such a lengthy offseason? And, to be perfectly honest, you have zero PR because we're not getting a lot of IndyCar news at all in any of these off months, and it's pretty much ridiculous. Roger Penske took over in officially January of 2020. Of course, there were high expectations with the man, the captain, taking over the series and the racetrack, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and the TV package, all of the TV rights with the IndyCar series. But we've heard nothing. And you could say, oh, but there's COVID-19. I'm done with the COVID excuses. There were There's other racing series that are making a heck of a lot happen in times of COVID. NASCAR, you've got to give them massive props. They were the first ones to do iRacing. Then every other series copycatted that. They were the first ones to get on just online anything with the media, whether that was Zoom or StreamYard or whatever, just or virtual anything on social media, and then all the other series copycatted. It's like, come on, IndyCar, with the captain at the helm, where the hell are you? Why are you not stepping up and being creative in these crazy times, or at least being somewhat normal? It doesn't make any sense. Statman, the NFL, that's the behemoth when it comes to sports in general. And they're the ones that take most of the arrows and get their ass kicked from a number of of fans and those the scribes, the people who cover the NFL. But say what you will about the NFL. They got their season off. They got it off on time. They got their Super Bowl on time. NASCAR, same thing. Crasher brought that up. They Nas- did their draft all virtual. Yep. Nobody thought it was going to be possible to do it without glitches. They had zero glitches. NASCAR was the first one to adapt to it. I say I, I give a lot of props to the new regime over there. Their season's in full swing. Yet here we are. 
and you heard Crasher. I haven't received one IndyCar email, and we've got a race maybe coming up in two or three. We got, I'm talking about series email. I've seen some no, from. No, not two or three weeks. It was pushed to the end of April now. So. Oh, my gosh. Help or me no, out. Stat- be, hold on, hold well, on. No, no, that's not right. That. That's not right. But, but Stat, what are we missing here with IndyCar? We're missing races in contact with the audience. And then they wonder why people don't get involved because you've got six, seven months between the last race and the next race. Uh, at least they could have a big push like Formula One does. Formula One this past weekend, they met in Bahrain and every, all the teams tested. Yeah. And you had the new drivers and the new cars. You had the unveiling of the new cars, the insanity of the Haas American team revealing sponsorship from Russia, a Russian fertilizer company. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the IndyCar could do something like that. Even they, they own the racetrack, for crying out loud. Right. One yeah. of the two greatest racetracks in the world. And they can at least invite everybody. Most of the teams are within two hours of that track. They could go and get people there and have a big uh, have a big three or four days of just the Indy car Palooza. What do you call it? Indy car Palooza. Yeah. But you know nobody is thinking, and that is that permeates the entire series. It's insane, and I do know that there are sponsors inside the IndyCar series. One of them, massively prominent, who is very upset about how there is just little to no effort in whether it's the track, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, or the series in getting word out on certain events, because there have been some events, like the the 100 Days Out and Takuma Sato coming in and unveiling his likeness. Usually that's a big party. Of course, we understand why the party was canceled, but still there wasn't enough awareness of Takuma Sato doing anything. Yeah, there was a test a couple weeks ago, same around the same time. Again, not a lot of information out there for fans to really grab a hold of and get excited about though people are not doing their jobs which should be very common easy jobs stat man we got about two minutes before we go to break and join riley herbst to grab to a four spot yesterday afternoon the xfinity race at phoenix how much of this is on the shoulders of roger pinsky or 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 are we still blaming covid for issues you can't we are blaming COVID, and that's unfair. And we can't expect uh, Roger Penske and the Penske organization to buy the team, buy the series, buy the track, buy the TV show, and then put on a, uh, the, all the content to service all of those entities. Uh, somebody, the teams have to step up, and maybe we could blame Roger for not cracking the whip and mm. saying, guys, Protect my money here, and if you can't, I'll find somebody who will. Yeah, the turnover, and this is a little inside baseball, but the turnover inside the walls of the IndyCar series, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, is incredible. It's a skeletal crew, to say the least. And I, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not knocking those decisions because I'm not part of the books. I don't know the financial hits that they've been taking still. Wait, wait, but you are talking about, even though there's a lot of people that have been either laid off or furloughed, are, you are saying, though, that the lack of turnover, that is what you meant, because the people that are there are long timers, and it's not like they have really proven their wares. I have that good. no, Crasher, I can't, I'm not inside the walls of this place, but if you want to be a premier, premier motorsports, we got stuff from the track. NHRA, again, whose website is so difficult 
to maneuver for weeks, but very little from the IndyCar series. All right, Freak Nation, his name is Riley Herbst from the Terrible Herbst family. Legends when it comes to desert racing and in Nevada, Las Vegas. Grabbed him a four spot. Top five at Phoenix yesterday in the Xfinity Series. He'll be joining us here on the Freak Nation and not much motorsports. All coming up, Speak Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. complete engine treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. 
What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Riley Herbst back in the Freak Nation. Good to get him back in here. It seems like we have him on about every other day in the week. It's okay. Hey, look, uh, he's friends of uh, friends of ours, friends of Stuart Haas Racing. And looking at where we are early on in the season, Riley, and I think the last time we had you in here, I asked you something similar to this about really what you expected for the 2021 season. And I know it's fresh, but at the same time, you've got, you, you've got a lot of racing under your belt for such a young dude. Uh, do you still feel pretty safe, secure in your driving capabilities? And what I mean by that is, do you have a lot to learn or do you have a little bit to learn to get your first big Xfinity race win this year? I think we're closer than we think. Um, we just need that luck to go our way. The last three races that we've been taken out by other people um, in the series and whatnot. So hopefully this weekend at Phoenix, we can have a little bit of better luck and try to go capitalize on our fast uh, Ford Mustang. Riley Herbst, you're from Las Vegas. We raced there last week. Now we're in Phoenix. A lot of West Coast drivers have told us that the West Coast tracks in Phoenix, Las Vegas, Southern California, all these tracks are familiar, like home. Does Phoenix feel that way to you? It feels more like home to me than some of the other tracks we go to um, this year, just because we are so close back to home in Las Vegas. And I know um, a lot of people who live out in the Arizona Valley and the Phoenix Valley, so it's cool to go out there and um, see them and have them come to the race this weekend. Riley Herb's ticket pressure is not a big thing now because we're still in the COVID procedures. We don't have as many fans, but do you get that kind of pressure when you go to a West Coast track and people that you know or family want some help getting to the racetrack? Uh, I don't think so. Um, not as much as you would think. We're just trying to get the monkey off our back um, the last few weeks. And um, that's with every racetrack, whether it be going to Atlanta or coming back home to Vegas or to Phoenix. We, we have the same expectation. That's to run out front and try to go compete for wins. And then what about favorite restaurants or anything? What is your favorite place to do in Phoenix or a place to go in Phoenix or Vegas or California? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I would uh, lean more into the Las Vegas tracks just because that is truly home for me. Right. So. There's a lot of local places up on my house or up on my parents' houses that I got to eat last week, which is all good. And um, now we're headed to Phoenix, which I haven't really been there too much, but um, there's still some good Mexican food out there right here. But with you knowing Las Vegas as well as you do, so there really wasn't any pressure for people to say, hey, take me here, show me this, give me that. You know, just this is your hometown. People want you to show them a good time. Yeah, well, I feel like it was different this year just because the people who did go to the race, um, they also live in Las Vegas and are from Las Vegas. There's nothing to show them around town. Um, we, we just, it was a couple of my buddies. We got some dinner a few nights and then um, went to sleep and woke up and went to work on Saturday and um, had a fast Ford Mustang, but got taken out early in stage two. So 
uh, looking to rebound this weekend at Phoenix. Now, Riley Herbst joining us here in the Freak Nation. Are you on the uh, early 2000s diet that Tony Stewart was on at one time where it really didn't matter how big his waist was at the time? You can Listen, we know Tony, and I know you've got your PR person right there next to you. You can crack on him a little bit. He'd love you it. You say the same thing to him. <laughs> no, um, I am lucky uh, a little bit with – um, how small I am, I, I do kind of eat whatever I'd like to eat, but I also have a pretty good training regimen, so um, I kind of offset the two. So, Riley Herbs, what's your cheat meal? You've worked all week, you've stayed in conditioning, you've hydrated all week, and you do well at the racetrack. You might even win. You come out of victory circle. What's your cheat meal? Is it pizza? Is it burgers, cheeseburgers, fries? What's your cheat meal? Yeah, like... That's the thing. I don't have a cheat meal. Like, I, I eat pretty badly. <laughs> damn you, Riley. Wow. <laughs> you are so damn lucky. Yeah, no, um, but I do love the In-N-Out burgers and all that good stuff back home. Yes, yes. Riley Herbst joining us here in the Freak Nation. And a lot of times we talk motorsports. A lot of times we don't, Riley. I think you've been in here long enough, whether it was in the, the ARCA series or – prior to that, uh, that, that we like, we like to get to know the personalities yeah. of people. And I've got a seven-year-old daughter and she is hooked on among us. Are you familiar <laughs> with this damn video game, bro? No, I've never played that game. Um, I'm more into the call of duty Warzone type of stuff, but the among us, I- I've heard about it. I don't understand it, but I've also heard <laughs> it. All right. So, well, uh, you're closer to my daughter's age than I am. So I need some, I need some fatherly <laughs> advice. Yeah, what uh, should she get into? There you go. Yeah, what what's maybe a next-level game for a seven-year-old after Among Us where she's not too addicted, but she kind of gets some education out of it? Anything, bud? I got nothing for you. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Call of a, a little gory sometimes. I don't think your seven-year-old daughter should be playing Call of Duty. But um, I think she's fine with Among Us. Obviously, I can't say that, though, because I don't know what that game entails. So. What? Yeah, but she has been on Kenny. We're on spring break right now, but if you can't tell from the weird attire or wall decor behind us, uh, she's been on Kenny all week to go go-kart racing. When were you on your parents to go racing, go racing, go racing? Or your grandparents? I mean, you've got your whole family history. Yes, yeah, super young. Um, that's more up my speed to go go-kart racing, um, to go to your local go-kart track and um, just burn some laps. I was probably, man, her age, probably six or seven, uh, definitely. And was it an easy yes for them, or were they like, come on, come on, let's just wait. You'll, you'll get to this eventually in your life. No, it didn't take much talking into. They were, they were game for it the whole time, so um, that was pretty cool. Well, then walk me through this, because it's a, it's a, it's a two-seater, okay? I'm on the right-hand side. I got the gas brake and the, the legitimate wheel. She's got a fake wheel over there. All right. Right. And I'm asking her to drive. She doesn't want to drive. She's just holding on to her legs and enjoys these certain hills on this uh, go-kart track. Uh, how do I get her at this age to hold on to the wheel and pretend she's driving this badass go-kart, Riley? Help me out. Well, I feel like you'd have to put her in a cart by herself um, in one of the kid carts, and she'd have to be behind the controls because when she's on the other side and doesn't have any controls and um, I, I guess she knows that we're going to be driving the whole time. I mean, that's at least I would do. Yeah, it's almost like she's just in a roller coaster right now. She's screaming and laughing, and but she's not doing anything. It's not really a go kart for her. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. But at least she's having fun. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, 
One thing I do want to ask in regards to the jumps that you've made into the into the certain series, whether it was trucks or speed trucks or late models at at Irwindale Speedway, how close are you to knowing damn well? And again, I know it's fresh, damn well that you can run in a full fledged Cup car for the full time season. Is it is it that much of a jump for you? From what you understand, oh, it's a huge jump. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really just focused on this year and, um, trying to go win races in this Xfinity series with my 98 team. I, I really feel like we have good opportunities to do it this year and, um, hopefully get some checkered flags and, um, that stuff is way, way, way out there in the future. Hey, what's in your, hold on a second, Crash. What's in your contract with Ford? Do you win a race and you get an F250? Do you, I mean, do you get, do you get cars handed to you from Ford? No, nothing like that. Not yet. Um, I think we have to get some checkered flags and we can negotiate some contracts after that. <laughs> okay. Would it be an F-250 or would it be a Mustang? What would Riley Herbst go for first? Uh, just probably a typical F-150. Um, little 250s are a little bit too big for me. Um, I don't really need that diesel towing power, so I'm, I'm good with the 150. Then what would you put in the back of it? Would you have some dirt bikes or...? No, I was never allowed to ride dirt bikes as a kid. That was the only rule, uh, household rule. So I've never ridden a dirt bike. I don't own a dirt bike. Um, so I would probably just put a go-kart or maybe a mountain bike or something in the back. Now that, hold on a second. So your yeah, grandfather, your dad, again, the, the Herbst name as far as I'm concerned, which you could help out by making it more known in NASCAR. But the Herbst name, of course, is desert racing, off-road racing. They never ran motorcycles in the desert to dodge those damn turtles? Yeah, we were, um, no, that was our one household rule from uh, my grandfather all the way to my uncles and my dad and my cousins that no dirt bikes were allowed. Uh, we could basically do whatever, any other activity we wanted, but um, dirt bikes were off the table. So I, I've never wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and, and Freak Nation, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you see terrible herps. You see herps everywhere in Las Vegas. Have you ever rolled up to one of those gas stations? And started shouting at people saying, I'm a Herbst. Nope, that's never done that. Come on, Riley. That's just, that's just not me. Uh, I just roll up, walk to the cashier, probably put like $5, $10 in the gas tank and mm-hmm. um, get a Snickers bar or something and walk out of there. Has anybody, when you handed them your ID, your credit card, said, oh, it's a Herbst? Uh, no. Hey, no. I don't know. I feel like that would happen, but that's honestly never happened to me, and I'm kind of good with that. But, yeah, just kind of low-key, just cruising down and back home. Right. So, basically, what we're seeing in this interview is how Riley Herbst is a very laid-back, genuine, honest dude, and Kenny's like, if I were you, I'd be saying, do you know who I am? That's just yes. who Kenny is. Come on. Yeah, I try, to be, I, don't know, I try to be just kind of easygoing and laid-back, um, just kind of cruising. You know, Matthew McConaughey, living, right. All right, all right, all right. Riley, it, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks to, uh, to Ashlyn and all those at uh, True Speed and Stuart Haas Racing for setting this up. It's always great to get you in here to, to help mold you into a personality that's going to go out and kick some ass, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Speed Freaks. Mario Andretti answering the phones at Speed Freaks World Headquarters. Hello, this is Mario Andretti. You've reached the offices of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks, hauling Andretti's hardware. You're listening to the Speed Freaks, the only group that could carry my jockstrap. So what the f*** is AJ thinking? I'm AJ Foyt, and you're listening to Speed Freaks. They also want me to sign their butt, but I won't. 
It's something that Statman loses sleep over Saturday nights only to hear the latest when it comes to not much motorsports. And frankly, uh, Statman serves us up some great stories. And I'll, and I'll let you figure this out, Freak Nation, if this is a Statman story or this is something that our producer Triple F found. A woman has been harshly criticized online after she slammed her date for being cheap. Okay. The anonymous woman headed out for a meal with a dude who, instead of ordering cocktails or a bottle of bubbly, opted for, well, um, ice water. Okay. Yep. Sharing a picture of their meal on Twitter, which included a burger, chips, and glasses of water, she wrote, you know he's broke when he buys you water. <laughs> However, she wasn't expecting him to see the tweet online or, of course, him to comment on it. The man wrote, uh, you know you're broke when you depend on someone else to pay for your meal. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So she ended up paying? No. Oh, he's... Yeah. Okay. It took me a little bit. Took me a little now, bit. Now, that man... Uh, that, look, the woman was the one who missed the point. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, that would be me. The, the, this conversation... I, I still don't understand Reddit, but the conversation was later shared on Reddit where the woman was slammed for being ungrateful. One person said, on a first date, it's always just coffee at Starbucks. I oh, wa- no, it's not. <laughs> again, notice the woman was the one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, again, raising my hand. Oh, thank goodness I'm married. I mean, the dating world now, stat man, having to date around COVID-19 and Mm. to watch every single thing that comes out of my mouth. Not going. Let's not go down that road because that we can take up the rest of the week on that one. You know, it's being date. I've given up dating. Mm. That's that's something that's beyond me. I don't understand it. I don't understand women. Women who want men to take care of their needs and fantasies, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. There is a little too much of that out there. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's annoying. You don't have to understand that, and you should not get involved in that ever. And don't even think about understanding it because it's nothing but a headache. Women, do your own damn deals. Look, I was going to get into another story, but that's. We were down on the beach a week or two ago for my seven-year-old spring break. And there are young, that was this beautiful, past week, yeah. whatever the hell it was, Crasher. It's just a couple of days ago. Yeah, all right. They're teenagers, young 20-something co-eds, you know, men and women. And it's it, it's just, it, it was like, not a, someone had a camera on me because I was looking at Henley. Then I'd look over at these teenagers partying. I'd look at Henley and I'd look at these men and women associating with beer bongs. And I was going, oh my God. Maybe I ought to start dating. That's for- not what you were looking at. <laughs> Kenny then Kenny then made a comment to me. Man, I hope this thong theme goes away by the time Kenny's <laughs> wearing bikinis. <laughs> uh, 
With, they're just with, walking uh, down the middle of the streets, that man, with thong bikinis. Yeah, they were. So Indiana is the only place they have big butts. In South Padre, <laughs> they also have big butts. Is that what you're saying? Careful what you say in this world, stat man. You know, a, a big butt be, to you and me may, be, may not be a big butt to somebody else. And there are women that want the big yeah, butts now. So not it's, much motorsport. No, no sir. No. Wow. Hey, man. Uh, we'll do it better next time, maybe. We will. I don't know. Oh, my poor seven-year-old. My poor 70-year-old butt in many years from whatever. Uh, Statman, help me out here. Shoot the juice to the moose. Cut it loose. Oh, my goodness. See it. Sports Radio, redefined.